0: This is the Team Lotus Cares Podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business more productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis. Hello, Maria.
1: Hello, Curtis and all the TLC Podcast listeners.
0: Appreciate uh, everybody listening today. We're going to do a deep dive into cybersecurity insurance today, which... um. We'll try and make it as exciting as possible, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a necessary evil. That's for sure. Um, you know, it, in this day and age, businesses are uh, facing huge losses to cybersecurity breach incidents and, uh, ransomware. And so cybersecurity insurance is more important than ever. And now I guess the first thing is who needs it? And it ultimately comes down to anybody that handles customer data or if you store information about your business online. And if you think about it, just about anybody is doing that today. There are, I tell you, there are very few businesses where the people are not storing data online or either about them, their business or their customers.
1: You know, it was um, once upon a time that, you know, normal practice was that you would host something of that nature. Um, but uh, as everybody was moving into the cloud, you know, a lot of people were just thinking, you know, cloud is such a foreign thing. Well, it's not such a foreign thing. There's like normal services and that we do on a day-to-day that was cloud. And now is more prevalent and people are leveraging it, hence the challenges to protect it.
0: Yeah, and, and a lot of people have... We hear this answer all the time. We'll have the conversation about, so how do you feel about the maturity of your cybersecurity? And they'll say, no, we're good. We're in the cloud. Yeah. So I think people have fallen into this belief that they are able to to transfer that risk 100% to the cloud provider. But if you read the paperwork very carefully, prime example, a lot of people believe if you use Microsoft 365, your email is all backed up, your mm. contacts, your calendar. And Microsoft explicitly says this is a shared responsibility. They provide uptime. They provide computing platform. They do provide storage. They do not provide backup. That is your responsibility as a user of their service. They do not back up your data. They'll try to pull some data from the past 30 days. But most of the time, we've not seen that to be very successful.
1: Yes, um, we talk a little bit about this, well, not a little bit, a lot of about these um, areas where um, we need to, you know, you know, protect. Right. Yeah. 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 In our webinar, seven things that you could do to protect your, um, you know, if you're an executive or a owner, you're definitely a target. Um, so these are one of the specific areas. You know, and um, cybersecurity insurance was not something that was prevalent, you know, ready to be available for everybody. So we're, I guess, we're fortunate that this is, you know, developing and oh, yeah. there, are, you know, yeah. other entities actually, you know, coming in and um, seeing where, you know, there's a need. Because um, if you haven't gone through it and 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 you don't have that protection, you would be, you would be disappointed, very disappointed.
0: Well, let's talk about some of the things it covers. And there's a couple different kinds. There's first party coverage and then there's third party or cyber liability coverage. But we'll kind of run through this list quickly. But it, it's, it's, some of the costs it'll cover include besti- investigation of the incident, risk assessment of future cyber incidents, lost revenue due to business interruption, ransomware attack payments based on coverage limits. Uh, the cost to notify customers about the cyber incident and providing them with anti-fraud services, such as credit monitoring, uh, attorneys and court fees associated with legal proceedings. And yes, there will potentially be legal proceedings coming from this. A lot of folks love to take advantage of these situations when somebody's down already. Settlements and court judgments and regulatory regulatory fines for non-compliance. And I think there were even some things they missed there. Um, but that's a pretty good list. I mean, that that's pretty pretty in-depth list of what some of the things are that that you'll have covered as part of your cybersecurity and data breach insurance. And so we've thrown a lot of terms out there. I ultimately, you know, and I'm gonna say this probably a couple of times through this podcast. You want to sit down and talk to an insurance professional we're working on uh Getting one in here that can talk to you about it, uh, the more of the details of their side of the business. Now, we're very versed in it because we do advise businesses, you know, uh, as far as how to be ready for the assessment that's going to come your way when you buy the insurance. So, we don't counsel anybody on how much to have. That's your between you right. and your insurance company. But again, we do uh, take care of. Uh, the assessment part of it, don't forget errors and emissions needs to be part of that discussion as well. And, uh, commonly called, uh, and insurance. And again, we, we mentioned the businesses that need it. Uh, if you have a large customer base, high revenue, valuable digital assets, uh, or if you store important data online or on computers, whether it's in the cloud and credit card numbers, social security numbers, phone numbers, anything that got out, that's going to ruin your reputation and put you at risk of being sued by customers and possibly the government as well in when you do have to report this breach.
1: Right, and you know when it comes to the government like stepping in into something like this is you know the the regulatory um the regulatory laws are changing just mm-hmm. because this is an ever evolving there's you know different um, weird scenarios that come up on the breaches that are not normal, you know, that we've already seen. And all of a sudden, you know, um, there's more history in today's, you know, so it's getting a little easier, but still the uh, insurance companies are not not supporting the, the coverages like one would think.
0: Well, yeah, they, they there are more and more exceptions. There are more and more yes. ways for insurance companies to, wriggle out of uh, a claim, if you will. And you mentioned, too, about uh, different laws. Uh, you know, we have HIPAA and we have some of these compliance laws, PCI, DDS, yes. and uh, DSS, but I, I should say, too, that's that's more of an industri- industry compliance with the banking industry, and HIPAA's more of a government compliance. But b- beware that a lot of states are developing their own breaches to response and or response to breaches. I said that backwards, but their own response to what happens when a business within that state is breached. Or if you have customers in that state and some of the laws that are popping up, Utah and Arkansas have uh, just put into place a law about your interaction with people under 13 online And so, you know, that's really hitting the social media companies, but the jury's out. Does that affect anybody who could be dealing with, you know, potentially a younger person on their website? So it's, it's, there's a lot going on and I know it's, it's overwhelming and that's why you need a partner to help you with some of this. So actually all of it and, and to be able to, to guide you and your, on your team and your uh, management team on how, how to, how to handle the risk, how to tailor your appetite for the risk, what risks you have, and then uh, ultimately how to, uh, you know, kill some of these, you know, or, or cover some of these risks that uh, exist in your business. So, um, you know, the, the, First thing you want to do is talk to an insurance provider. They're going to go through a lot of what's going to be required. One of the things you would, that I would recommend to be a good idea is get an insurance assessment from the IT side. So have somebody come in, do a penetration test of your systems, and ask a lot of questions. A lot. Of, so what we've done, we've taken, I think it's about 13 of the most common insurance questionnaires, and put them together, smushed them into one big questionnaire. L- removed all of the duplication, and have really uh, uh, made a, a one good standard you can go by to is for preparing for these assessments. So, if you pass this assessment, so we 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 offer this as a service. If you're a business and you're interested in taking a look at an insurance assessment. Then we can sit down with you and say, here, here's the things you need to fix before you even talk to an insurance company or an insurance agent so that you make sure that you have the all your ducks in a row, T's crossed, I's dotted, and you're ready to go.
1: Right. It's not as simple as um, it used to be for sure. And there are so many different areas that have to be taken a look at. And and, and, and honestly, even if you put in your best effort and you do have a professional, what's your documentation and what your backup is on that? So you want to make sure that that's part of your process. Yes, yep. but that that is you could take that guidance as well as your you know from your IT professional.
0: I remember when they used to be, I would call it a one sheet. It would be an Excel spreadsheet with one tab. We didn't have to scroll that far. It was just pretty basic questions. Now it's multiple tabs and it's. Okay, if you didn't answer, it used to be, uh, do you do A, B, C, or other? Yeah. Well, now there's a box when you click other that opens and says, oh, then "Tell us about how you're doing that." Right. If you're not following the industry standards of A, B, and C, what are you doing that's so special? So there, there's a lot of you know they've learned a lot they've they've handed out a lot more money than they've made. Mm and uh, so they they're they're getting tough they're getting tough on the assessments they're holding you to it if you do have an incident and then they're limiting the payouts too
1: right yeah i would say that um even with our um audit for our um insurance internally yes. um it's it definitely looked different this yes. year than it did last year and the year
0: before that and the year before that yeah. yeah
1: 3 years ago i think it was a huge eye opener where there was pages and pages <laughs> Um
0: yeah, it has. You know, these insurance companies have gotten squeezed pretty good. So but again, we want to put it out there. If you if you um are talking to your insurance agent about cybersecurity insurance, liability insurance when it comes to a breach, uh bring us into that conversation. We can be a big help. We've got some great tools we've developed and we would be able to help you out in getting an assessment and then sitting down and resolving those issues before you come face-to-face with the insurance company. So it was good talk about cybersecurity insurance, I think. Um, Moving into an interesting story. So if you're not aware, there was a program, there is a program called Microsoft Exchange. That was what most companies used to manage their email. There was always an exchange box sitting in the data closet somewhere, one or two of these boxes, maybe more and even small small businesses had a, a stripped down version of an exchange box it was called small business server but uh, it was a staple of business for many many years well then office 365 ultimately microsoft 365 came out moved the email contacts calendar to the cloud and pretty much a cloud version of exchange now it's a lot different it's it's way different than it was Uh, when it was an in-house service. Um, But what has happened over time, Microsoft obviously has left the older versions of Exchange behind. And when I say they left it behind, they have stopped patching the older versions of Exchange. Now, a lot of companies still want to use it because it's already paid for. Mm. You You paid the tens of thousands of dollars years ago. You don't want to get a bill for twelve fifty a month per user for Microsoft 365 when you've got this thing sitting down the hall and it's just humming away. It's doing its job, but it's creating a huge liability. Because it's not being patched, there are known issues in the wild, vulnerabilities that uh, people are taking advantage of. And so Microsoft has stepped up and made a decision that, they are ultimately going to block a hundred percent of everything they consider non-compliant traffic. Now, it depends, I think, on your outlook on life, how you look at this. Microsoft is going to begin blocking email first. They'll slow it down. They call they call that throttling, and then ultimately, after three months, they will begin blocking all email into Microsoft 365 from older on-premise exchange servers, or even older cloud exchange servers. Um, and again, it's it depends how you look at this. If you're looking at it from a security standpoint, this is a great idea because these old exchange servers are attack vectors. People are going to use them. Criminals will use them. Hackers will use them to launch attacks against Microsoft 365. That's one way to look at it. I have talked to a couple of folks who look at it like, yeah, it's just Microsoft saying, hey, come come on over to Microsoft 365. You don't need that old Exchange server. That thing's going to kill you. Uh, so it depends how you look at the progress of technology and security.
1: So let me get this straight. So basically what this meaning, all these older versions that are sitting out there, other people are utilizing have not been maintenance properly, patching.
0: Right, and Microsoft stopped releasing patches for older versions. No support to be able to
1: make sure that it's working and functioning and humming along like it should. So what that does, as we always are talking, everything is ever-changing with these new criminals out there and coming up with new ways of being able to hack, is that that those versions are no longer secure. Did I get that right?
0: Correct. They're no longer secure. And they become an attack vector to launch attacks against maintained email systems and the users. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> it really is crazy. I mean it's it's you know it it you know I love old cars. But imagine if you used a Model T as your daily driver. Oh goodness. Imagine you loaded your kids up in a Model T to take them to school every day. That's it, crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know it's 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 legal, I'm pretty sure. Yes. You know, especially if you strapped somehow strap a baby seat into a Model T. I don't know how you would do that. Yeah. Or even a 1950s car. But, you know, how you could do that's and be in compliance with the law. But if you found a way, you'd still be crazy. Yes. Those cars do not have any modern features. They don't have the, the modern tech. I mean, a, an airbag or an automatic seatbelt is... It's just
1: the same as when we... Bag- when we talked about the craziness of you know strapping a baby on a motorcycle, I'm putting a, a helmet on.
0: Yeah, that's it's legal. legal. It's legal. That's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. So I, I, I think I think Microsoft is calling out the crazy, saying, "Look, guys, you got to, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know the box is down there and it's humming and it sounds fine." But you got to move on. You've got to upgrade. And, and Exchange is still available. If you want on-premise Exchange, you can go buy a server and install the Windows Server Operating System. I think they're up to oh, server twenty We're so cloud-centric now. I don't keep track of the server versions like I should. But uh you can still buy Exchange and stick it in there, run it. And if you really feel you need that on-premise, it's still possible. You're going to have to make... A capital expenditure versus an operating expenditure, like you do with Microsoft 365 with monthly or annual payments. So,
1: as I've always referred to our company as our baby, you will not be seeing our baby in a T, a Model T, or a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry,
0: you broke me up a little bit there, <laughs> but uh, no, absolutely. I, 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 you know, companies really need to get serious about. Understanding where they're at. We, Marie and I, have a book coming out here soon that uh, deals with what the new face of viruses and ransomware and breaches and attacks look like in our modern world. It's it is literally worldwide warfare. warfare. Yeah, worldwide warfare. Absolutely. Well, um, moving on to uh, some in the things that we have are offering you again I want to mention if you are thinking about cybersecurity insurance we've got a great program uh to walk you through uh, prepping for that assessment including uh, a penetration test this is a real deal penetration test and uh we we typically find uh, issues that need to be addressed even in our own house You know, we, we, we run it on ourselves every quarter and we go through these insurance assessments just like you would do as well. Yep. So one of the things Maria offers is a weekly cybersecurity tip that comes out Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Thursday morning. morning. Um, So these are free. We won't spam you. You just get this email every Thursday morning. You just give us your name and email address. And uh she'll get these out to you every week. It's you uh, can easy to sign up, just go to weekly
1: cybersecuritychips.com. Yes. And also don't forget about our safeguard webinar.
0: Yes, that's uh that
1: deadline is gonna be here.
0: It's next month. Holy cow, it's next month, is June, yes. Yeah. It's snuck up on me.
1: Exactly. So we have our safeguard rule webinar and on Thursday at ten thirty AM. Do sign up and um, you know ask ask away the questions. You know how is it that we can get this personal data that we um, deal with for our clients? Um, how do we protect it? Um, I think I have everything protected. Am I sure that I have everything protected? All these things we can answer and take us up on our offer. You know, get this um, ass- the assessment yes. that we have available. We have yes. a, um, a handful of licenses available. It is first come first serve. Yep. Um, so you know. Um, if you want to, you know, check it out first and what it's all about and what it entails and what would cover, um, join us on our webinar and, um, you know, do a little Q&A with us.
0: Yeah, we'll walk you through what the 10 things, 10 steps that you must do to, to meet these new Federal Trade Commission rules. If you're not familiar with the safeguard, real quickly, um, safeguard rules have been around for a number of years, but... Uh, the Federal Trade Commission decided that, you know, they've had enough and seen customer data being breached at these different companies. And so they've developed some standards that are just basic cybersecurity standards, data hygiene standards. And now
1: but, yeah, protect the public
0: to protect the public. And at the FTC safeguard. Now, don't the FTC is not going to come rolling up in a car with a bubble light on top. You know, on June 10th, June, yeah, June 10th. Well, what's gonna happen is June twelfth, if you get a breach, you're gonna get a
1: hefty fine.
0: Yeah, you'll get some attention from from the Federal <laughs> Trade Commission. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. You'll and and some of that attention could be a fine at the minimum and could also be some jail
1: time. Yep. There is Depending there. on the severity of it. Yes. Yeah.
0: So it's something to educate yourself on. This is not something you're gonna switch a light switch and have it ready to go in a day. But it's something you need to start working towards. And, and you know, even if you're a little bit past this June deadline, at least being moving in the right direction to get it taken care of.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Been a good show. We covered a lot today. We covered a whole lot today. So we got some guests lined up. They're going to be coming in uh, and really expanding what we're talking about. Just getting even beyond cybersecurity. We're always going to get you up to date on the latest things you need to do. But we're also going to expand what we cover in business, talk about productivity and marketing and management and leadership. And we've tapped into uh, quite a list of uh, some pretty neat individuals that are going to be joining us, and I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Thanks again for listening in to the uh, Lotus Team Cares Podcast, TLC, Team Lotus Cares Podcast. Thanks again for joining
1: us. Signing off.
0: Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com.